Welcome to the For Fox Sake podcast, by the fans, for the fans. With all the news, views and discussion from two lifelong Leicester City supporters. It's your show, so get in contact, make yourselves heard, what's your opinion? The only Leicester City podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. This is for Fox's sake. Hello and welcome to For Fox's Sake, episode 40 I think it is. My name is Pete Selby and alongside me in For Fox's Sake HQ is Mr Rob Hayes. We're back in For Fox's Sake HQ and the podcast has started with you introducing it which always makes me feel more comfortable about things. <laughs> Why? You know, I've been uh, used to uh, introducing it. Well, you know what to say. I know, it just it just felt weird. It's oh. like it's your line. It must have been two episodes, three episodes? Three, yeah. Three since we've uh, actually been in... Uh, Fox 8 Towers. Um, I've been down Weymouth and I've been in Blackpool or wherever we've done the phone calls from. All that seaside hopping you've been doing. Some of it was for work. Some of it was for work, yes. And you've been in in Sheffield covering the snooker, partying with Mark Selby. Yeah, the jester. No relation. But, um, so yeah, you had a good time? I did. Great, yeah. Did you? Really good. You're You're looking well. Shall we say? You're looking well in the sense that you're not hung over from a weekend of celebration and you're also looking well in the sense that you've been out in the sun a bit. I have been out in the sun. I, I did catch the sun a little bit. But um, yeah, it was very it was very good. And obviously for what's happened at the football club at the same time, amazing. And, and uh, I should actually say uh, Sky Sports Rob Hayes. Thank you. Yeah, Sky Sports. Sky, Sky Sports Five on on Sunday, <laughs> the National Badminton League semi final. My Sky Sports debut. You had it. You had it on at work, didn't you? I did. I put it on at work, and everyone was wondering why I'm watching uh, badminton. I said, No, not really. I'm not watching it. I, it's uh, it's a mate of mine who, who, who's commentating on it, and uh, what was it? use the word tensor, and uh, we'll quickly get finding their phones to try and find out whether it was a word or not. Did and I say tensor? You said tensor. Oh. It was like one of the first things, and and we I were. I bet looking. it's not a word, is it? It is a word. We oh. can confirm because we both, both get me and in. a colleague, we looked at each other and went, "That's not a word." But it turns out that it actually is. So you got away with that one. But no, very good. Um, so what's been happening at Leicester? Anything? Um, some bloke called Captain Morgan lifted some trophy and. Someone some, sang. Some some Italian bloke sang. People turned up a bit early, a bit too early, really. Yeah, some people might have had a, a couple of free beers. Won, won, a, won the little league they're in. Yeah, know, just, just, just the little just one. Just a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just run-of-the-mill stuff, really. That's it. Nothing, I don't think it? we've got anything else to discuss on the podcast. No, really, thanks for joining us on uh, for Fox 840. It's a, no, I mean, <laughs> extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. Basically, we might as well just start with the day itself. You weren't there because you were in Kettering... At work call, work yeah. call at the volleyball. Um, I was there, and it was fantastic. It was extraordinary. It was brilliant, unbelievable. Anything that you can ever imagine. The thing is, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was trying to think of something that I didn't like about maybe the club or about the day itself. Something I'm one of them people who I'm looking for something that I don't like. So when the trophy was lifted. Did someone have a big flag in the way? Was there a certain player who was hogging the limelight? Was it done? Nothing was wrong. It was brilliant. It was textbook. Getting there four hours before kickoff, four and a half hours actually before kickoff, the place was buzzing. There was so many people on Rawdykes Road. It was just unbelievable. And um, obviously not being in the city until that day, 
I'd, I'd heard that it's just been mad and, 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 and you just got the sense of it as soon as you walked towards the ground. So many people, so many things going on, everyone having a drink, the weather was brilliant at that time um, and it was fan- absolutely superb and uh, obviously we knew that Andrea Bocelli was going to sing before the game. Uh, there was a huge thunderstorm, the biggest thunderstorm. It absolutely pelted it down, uh, didn't it, it? It did, but it didn't really matter. Everyone was singing and dancing at the back of the cup, um, getting absolutely soaked. And uh, it didn't really dampen any spirits. During the game, it rained as well. It didn't really make any difference. It just made the, the pitch slightly um, slightly greasier, and a few people slipped over every now and again. I think it affected Everton more than Leicester. But uh, the day was was absolutely superb. And uh, Andrea Bocelli, that in, in, in 20 years' time, I mean, they'll be talking about this team for years and years and years to come. Um, they'll always be known as the you know the 5,000 to 1 and all that sort of thing. But um, in... 30 years time 20 years time people will go do you remember when Andrea Bocelli sang when Leicester won the league that that will be something that people will look back on and at the time it it was really good um did you get emotional did, <laughs> did you get a bit teary because i feel like if if Leicester lifting the premier league trophy is not going to be enough for you i feel like sometimes music gets people in a way that other things don't did did you start welling up a bit uh, personally, no. Um, oh, you I, miserable man. Yeah, definitely. I asked a question on the, the Sunday poll on uh, for Fox sake on uh, Twitter, and I says, uh, did you cry yesterday? Uh, meaning, obviously, the, the day of the game. And uh, 23% said, yes, like a baby. 23% said, no, I'm dead inside. <laughs> and 54% said, had the occasional tear. Yeah, I voted had the occasional tear. I wasn't <laughs> even there. <laughs> uh, no, but a, a friend of mine, um, a friend of mine was in front of where we are in the press box. He's in the, uh, the 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 first row. He stands with um, with Bershnell's lad, and um, he's uh, he's Italian. So during Nessa Dorma, I phoned him, and uh, I said uh, I said Lalo, I says uh, Lalo, what's he saying? Can you translate? <laughs> and he turned round, and he was full fully blown gone. He yeah. was gone, tears straight out. You know, it was a a, a, a massive massive toddler tantrum style ball in his eyes. I don't think he'll have been the only one in the stadium and certainly (laughs) not the only man either. uh, What could make grown men cry more than Leicester City winning the Premier League, Andrea Bocelli singing it being the the whole day? It it really worked though. I mean, it was a bit weird. You're looking at the stage going, oh my God, this this could be odd. When he started doing his little strip tease as well, took his jacket off. And then when he took his... There you go, lads. Here's Leicester shirt. Superb. Taking his jacket off and he's wearing... it, It was just... Well done. It was it was well done all around, and um, from people who weren't in the ground watching on TV, apparently Sky covered it really well. Oh, they yeah. just some of the, some of the camera angles that they found, and obviously it would never replace being there. And I'm absolutely devastated, and I will be for the rest of my life that I wasn't there. But the the Sky coverage did do it good justice. Uh, I didn't get to listen to it. I had to sort of watch rather than listen because I was technically working at the time as well but uh yeah just they, they had obviously the aerial shots so you could see how amazing the crowd looked with the uh with the flags and stuff and I think they did really well to capture the atmosphere or as much of it as they could without you being one of the 32,000 people in there or even the uh 9 or 10,000 outside the ground and, and the random Italians that had hopped on a train or a plane and had nowhere to stay it was just partying it, incredible and uh, obviously the good thing about you know, modern technology and, and YouTube and being able to watch things back and, and, and Sky Plus is that I can then watch what I missed and, and, and what I didn't see because obviously at the ground sometimes you can't see uh, everything. <clears throat> the actual game itself. So the teams came out on the field of play, a nice um, guard of honour by Everton. 
Uh, one thing that I uh, will say, we'll, we'll mention Everton for a start. I was on um, the Anfield Rep again yesterday. Again? Again. You and, get um, around a bit, you. But I mentioned about, because obviously they're, you know, Liverpool and Merseyside and this, that and the other. And I mentioned about at the end of the game, when the Everton fans left, the fans who were remaining were Leicester fans. And there were stories going around about Everton fans selling their tickets to Leicester fans. I've heard a couple of stories, and they confirmed one or two, about literally four or five coaches of Everton fans turning up at the ground and then looking at the party that's going on and basically going, this isn't our party. We, we, we feel a bit weird being here. And then getting off the actual coach and going up to fans and selling their ticket for face value, getting back on the coach and going home straight away. Really? Yeah. Face value? Face not, value. Not coming down to try and make some money out of nope, this? Nope, not at all. And Amazing. Some, and uh, as soon as the word spread with some of the supporters' coaches, they told other coaches and they all kind of agreed. And so when they turned up, they've already arranged who's having what. So it was just sorted and, 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 and they left. Because when the uh, trophy was being presented, there must have been 2,000 still in the away end and they were all Leicester fans. That's amazing. You can see that they're all Leicester fans. That's so, so good. So three, 3,337 was the away support. but And you reckon about two-thirds of that was Leicester fans? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. So that that, that was great. Uh, so the players came out on the field to play. The actual game itself, I thought, might have been a bit of a... Uh, or like a testimonial type atmosphere mm. uh, on the field of play. But no, brilliant game. City was superb. Cutting through the Everton defence, whenever they got the ball, they looked so sharp and dangerous... Vardy was as sharp as attack. King played brilliantly in midfield. Mares was superb, not only beating players like we know he can, but his, his, his range of passing was fantastic. Absolutely superb. Uh, Kante all over the place, just as usual. The defence was solid. Everton had a lot of ball. They had more uh, possession than Leicester, again. But Leicester, was it 30-odd attempts on goal? Just absolutely pummeled them, didn't they? They did. Great first goal by Vardy, getting on the end of a, a nice dinky cross from uh, from King. King swept home the second. Uh, King had a header as well, so it could have been 3-0 at half-time. Uh, a penalty with Vardy, who scored. And then the next penalty, which was the most blatant penalty of all time, when Schluck got brought down. Smashed um, it over the bar. Smashed it over the bar. And he might look back on that. It could stop him being top scorer in the Premier League. Yeah. Exactly. He's what he's now is he still he's one behind, isn't he? I think so, yeah. He's on twenty four goals. Stopped his hat trick. Yep. And uh I mean you can see what he's trying to do, just smash it in a bit of a, a showstopper, you know, but yeah. uh, just took it in the corner, just scored a goal. Um and Everton scored through Morales a good goal as well. Everton were I mean, he's got to go, isn't he? Martinez is He's not done well enough with that squad. But he's got so many attacking talents at his disposal. That they should, even if they're beating teams four three every week because their defense isn't great, you'd still expect them to be doing so. It was it was very strange because Barkley, who obviously a good player, was picking the ball off the centre halves as an anchoring midfielder. It was bizarre. He's At, he's better thirty yards up the pitch at least. It was bizarre when you've got three midfielders, cleverly him and and McCarthy. McCarthy's a defensive midfielder. He should be doing that, but also. You take the ball off your centre-halves if they're not very good with the ball at the feet. Aller, maybe Morgan and, and say, Vajaleski. That's what you would expect our midfield to do. Pick the ball up, drink water, you can then play the ball. But when it's John Stones and Nat Pennington, who's uh, who looks looks decent as well with the ball at his feet, there's no need for that. And mm. it, it was just a bit of a mess all around. But, uh, so, yeah, that, they, that were Everton in the game. It was a good game. Um, but, of course, everyone was waiting for what happened at the end. The, yeah, the, the actual trophy presentation. Like you say, though, I'm, I'm glad the match didn't detract from the day itself. I think it would have had to have been absolutely dire for people to have gone, oh, the match kind of ruined it a little bit. And 
And it was inconsequential in a way, but people were still there to watch a game of football as well as lift the Premier League trophy. And I think that's what Ranieri will have said to the players. He will have said, look, I know, I know your mind is in the celebrations. I know you can't wait to get your hands on that trophy. I know you can't wait to get that medal round your neck. But the fans have come here for one last party this season. Go out there. Pressure is completely off. You've won the title. And I think we saw how the Leicester players can be even better. Obviously, they play they play really well under pressure throughout the whole season when people have said the wheels are going to fall off, they're going to fall off, they're going to fall off. They've stayed on. But here it was just go out there, show exactly what you can do. Shackles are off. Have a great time. The players were having as much of a party as the fans were before, during and after the game, which I think made it the whole spectacle complete. They played like champions. Lots of people would have been watching around the world and... It was nice that City actually played like champions. We know we know what they're like. We know that they are the best team this season and we know who are the star players and how City perform. But uh, it was nice that they did it on the big stage and, and they were absolutely superb. And then, of course, at the end of the game, I mean, there's some of the banners around the, the ground, the dilly-ding-dilly-dong banner behind the goal, which uh, Vardy scored the uh, penalty and then obviously missed the penalty. There were uh, all sorts of banners in Italian. People were dressed as uh, giant slices of pizza. There were lots of Claudio Ranieri masks I saw as well. Yep, lots of Ranieri masks. Everyone got a packet of crisps, the Champions um, Walker's crisp packet. Salt and Victory. Salt and Victory, that's it. Um, everyone got a uh, voucher for a free pizza if you went to a certain place in Leicester or a few places. Um, very nice. Everyone got a free beer outside the ground, all helped by you know, the owner winning £2.5 million in the casino in the week of uh, well, the week before was it the week? Well, yeah, and the prize money finishing top of the Premier League. Exactly. So basically, everything was went superb, and then of course the final whistle went, and the trophy presentation. Now, I say to everyone out there who has the ability to go on YouTube or whatever service, go and find the footage of Alan Burchnell walking out and try and get the Sky coverage oh, because amazing, Martin yeah. Tyler, who always references Alan Burchnell whenever uh, Leicester are on Sky, the camera always gets on Birch and uh, he always says, oh, I hope it's Birch, and he tells you know people who are watching who he is and, and what he's done at the club. You watch that footage of Burchnell coming out with Martin Tyler explaining about him and the smile on his face. That is when you get teary. Yeah. That's when you get to it. I saw it this morning for the first time. I saw him obviously walk out on the pitch, but I saw the footage. Watch it again. It's brilliant. The smile on his face is fantastic. He encapsulates everything about this club, doesn't he? He's so passionate about the club. He, he lives in the Leicestershire area, uh, Montserrat, I think he calls it, which is somewhere near your neck of the woods. Uh, he's just... And, and when there was the threat of him being ousted, his position being sort of retired like what do we need a club ambassador for he was kept on and I'm so glad he was and I bet he is as well because what a moment for him especially on the day that he did his charity we'll call it hobble stumble stagger he did did well he did well I mean that's that's um we all know Birch we all know what he's done for the club and you know he tries to be funny and sometimes I don't the one thing about the Birch that I'll always remember um was in about 99 uh, we played Man United at home and it was when Beckham, he shaved his head and it was big, massive news. And basically he ran out onto the field uh, to warm up with a, uh, a beanie hat on so no one could see. And as he's running off, and this would never happen now, as he's running off the pitch to get changed and, and get sorted before the game, 10 minutes before the game, Birch is out there with a microphone and he shouts, David, David, and he, he came over towards him on the microphone and he just went, lend me a tenner. 
and then Beckham just went, ran off. And I, was, <laughs> I, 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 I brilliant. It was it, it was a, a great line, and uh, you won't be able to do that now. But yeah, and and it's it was fantastic seeing Bershnell's face, and uh, he said it was the proudest moment he's ever had with the club and all this sort of thing. And uh, so yeah, it was brilliant for him uh, and obviously the owners were there then and players walked out all in in, in their full uh, strips but it, they started with the players who weren't be getting the medals so it was basically <laughs> yes look, sort of build it up start with a little yeah. smattering of who's that bloke oh he played for us a couple of times <laughs> at the start of the season Ben Aloan turned up didn't he well, they were there Richard Delat Delat gets a medal doesn't he uh, I think Delat does but uh, the one Inla person got one yeah, but he came on a few times. The one person I feel sorry for is Marcian Vasileski. Does he not get one? Well, he played. That was his third appearance, so he will play against Chelsea. That would be four. You How many to... do you have to get? Five. Five. Oh, bless him! <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, because uh, he's played in all the cup games and stuff, didn't he? he? And he's he, been um, on the bench for most of the season. But obviously, Morgan and Hoot have started pretty much every game together, haven't they? He put a photo, or a photo was put out of him in the changing room with the trophy, saying, "I don't need a medal." And he's holding the trophy, going, you know, such what, a good, such a good attitude he's yeah, had this season, l- isn't it? Look what I've won, and um, it was nice to see them. They were out on, out on the field, and it was obviously it's the Premier League, so it was more professionally done. It was a bit of a um, bit of a mess, really, the Championship one. Um, yeah, but it meant a hell of a lot, didn't it? Oh, it it did. was a return to the Premier League for first time in was it ten years? Yeah, and and everyone got their their cheer as they came out, and they got their medal, and then the way the the trophy was lifted with Ranieri there, one hand on the trophy, with Ranieri, which is is great. That's Ale, Ale, Alex Ferguson he used to do that and uh, and and hold the trophy up with the uh, with the players. It, it was brilliant, and those photos of them lifting the trophy, and then and then when the um, the team get together in front of the advertising hoardings, and the the owners then were there, and they were jumping up and down that photo or those photos will be on the walls and in frames of not just kids and fans of the club you know teenagers putting the poster on the wall that will be framed photos in people's living rooms and in the conservatories and on the stairs of people who are in their 70s and 80s they're going to have that in their living room it's it's that bigger thing where's morgan's face just before he holds that trophy aloft it's yeah. captured on the the club's instagram isn't it unbelievable picture of just it's not even wild celebrations. It's a moment of sort of clarity of realization. He and he, he's just he's holding he's the just trophy. Just felt it for the first time, he, hasn't he? He's got it in his hand. He's picked up the trophy, so he's actually holding the full weight of the trophy, and he's looking upwards, and uh, he's not yet lifted it up. But he 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 does have a pause. He has a couple of three seconds has to it, himself. Has that moment? Doesn't yeah. He? Of I'm just about to lift this. I'm holding it in my arms, but I'm not going to not going to do it yet. And uh, he had about three seconds to himself. And then fireworks and all sorts. It went off, and there were streamers and all sorts going on. It, it was absolutely superb. And after the game, it was a complete mess, an absolute complete mess, because people were outside and weren't moving away from the ground. People walked out the ground at different times, and it was just carnage. But everyone's had a beer. Everyone, there were people jumping on top of the uh, shirt printing. Um, Hut that's outside the oh, fan yeah. store. Yeah. There were people climbing lampposts, and um, for about two hours after the gra- after the game, it's um, it could have turned. Do you know what I mean? It could have turned. Yeah, it did have that potential, didn't oh, it? I, I wonder what the city was like that m- night as well. M- maybe it did in the city later on, but outside the ground, and there was a lot of police there, and it was superb. I ne- I was standing out the b- back of the uh, fan store, uh, waiting for some people with radios and this and the other, and I never saw one. Problem. I didn't see one problem in two hours outside of that ground. Brilliant. 
I mean, obviously, a lot of people listening to the podcast would have been there. There's people abroad who would have seen it on the uh, on the TV as well. And there were people who wanted to be there but couldn't be there for various different reasons, including yourself. Like me. So, so basically telling people what happened and people are like, yeah, I saw it on TV, but it, 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 hopefully it brings it all back. You know, it's uh, we're telling people what they already know, but hopefully just hearing it again and maybe seeing it from a, a different person's point of view, it's, it just brings it all back. But honestly, Bocelli was superb. Absolutely superb, and uh, and the way Ranieri just told everyone just to just quieten down so we can hear him, it just brilliant, absolutely absolutely textbook. And a friend of mine said uh, last night, he says he's not a fan of the club, and even he said, I said, he said I watched it, um, and I was basically waiting for something to go wrong because I could just you know take the meat. But he says no, it looks superb. He says that was just superb, and uh, and there we go, we've won the league, we've got the trophy, we've got the medals. Right, so we've discussed feelings. We've got very emotional on the podcast here on our 40th anniversary, if you like, 40th episode. Let's just rewind a little bit more and how we won the Premier League. Because ultimately, a point at Manchester United was enough because it put the pressure on Spurs to say that you need three wins from three now to win the title and we need to lose our next three or draw one and lose two. I thought we played quite well against United. It wasn't a great game. I was there, actually, at Old Trafford. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry, VIP. I was VIP at Old Trafford, yeah. Uh, My first trip to Old Trafford, actually, and it was just, I wanted to be there because I wanted to see us win the Premier League, and I knew that I wasn't going to the Everton game, so I was kind of wanting it to happen there and then. It obviously didn't quite work out that way, but a good point on the day, which proved the following day to be the point that, took the title for us. Well, how, how was the view? Anyway, let's just delve into this VIP. Um, what, what do you get different to a, a normal seat then? What's what's the, the VIP? Oh, the seat's traffic? the same. It was the, it was oh, the right. pre, pre-match stuff. It, at Lancashire County Cricket Club. Uh, Three-course meal, complimentary bar, all that all that jazz. How the other half live, eh, I tell you. Yeah, my boss treated me, actually. Oh, right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I couldn't have afforded it myself. No. It, but, um, but no, you're right. I mean, the game started... Dreadfully for Leicester, it looked like rabbit in headlights, and it could have been more. But uh, one goal down, straight away, bang, one-one. Morgan getting on the end of a, a good cross by by Drinkwater took a free kick actually, wasn't it? And uh, yes, after that, I mean to get to half time, one-one um, was good. But the second half, we 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 were on top. Yeah, United we were, were poor second half. I think United were poor after they went a goal up. They started with so much intensity. And they looked like a great team. And you just think, if you kept that up for 60, 70 minutes of a match rather than 10 or 15, there's no chance that you'd be scrapping for fourth place right now. You'd have been title challengers. It's just, they, th- they seem to go 1-0 up and it's like, oh, great, yeah, we're winning now, we'll we'll take it easy. And obviously we know that Leicester are far from that. They, they, they're they all action for 90 minutes, Leicester. And and that proved, well, the, the reaction was great. What did you make of Drinkwater sending off? Um... Interesting. Uh, the first one, I mean, they're both similar, aren't they? You know, pulling someone back. Uh, first of all, for the second yellow card, um, that's in the box, isn't it? Yeah, the referee's it, 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 bottled it, it for me. He wanted to. He didn't dare give a pen or didn't want to give a pen for whatever reason. So he thought, right, best thing I can do is give a free kick and send the bloke off. 
Um, I, don't, I think, I don't know about that. I think the referee wasn't too sure whether it was in the box, so he kind of went, well, I can't give a penalty if I'm not that sure. It was uh, it was a shame, obviously, that the fact he wasn't, uh, that he was sent off. But um, if you're going to book him for the first offence, you've got to book him for the second one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, then Rooney should have been sent off for doing the same on Damari Gray, which would have wrapped up the title, because I'm pretty sure he would have scored if the ball uh, ended up going to him instead of him, him being over. But in the end, no harm was done. It would have been lovely to win at Old Trafford, win the league. But um, that meant, that point meant that if Leicester, sorry, Spurs uh, failed to beat Chelsea, then we were going to win the league. Now, I was watching this in a pub in Weymouth with um, with my family. Uh, there was an old chap there who was a Spurs fan. And uh, and Spurs were brilliant. Yeah, no, but first of all, what a game of football. If you were a neutral... What a brilliant game! It was like a Sunday league game with a bit of quality, wasn't it? It, it was. It was superb, and uh, people were moaning about the referee and not sending players off. No, like the was, last who was thing, Clattenburg. Clattenburg. Yeah, like, the great, la- great game. I yeah, think the last thing the referee should be doing is sending players off. Like keep them on the field of play, and look what happens if if people because they've not been sent off want to still run around and kick seven shades out of each other let them do it you know they'll get punished afterwards look at Dembele he's going to get a six game ban look at all these uh, other players who have been giving bans afterwards the game was superb and obviously 2-0 down it means that we're going to have to beat Everton or get something against Everton Um, after a a few beers when Chelsea got a goal back uh, Cahill I didn't realise that a draw would mean we won the league. What are you like? You should so, have had all the permutations written down in front of you, watching avidly. And, uh, and my dad, he, he obviously just listened to what I said and said, oh yeah, we need, they need to win, so it's going to be difficult. And it got to about quarter of an hour before the end of the game, or, or 20 minutes before the end of the game, and um, my brother-in-law turned around and says, you do realise that you're only one goal away from winning the league? And I says, no, they need to win, Chelsea. He says, no, the draw will be fine. Really? And I, it all suddenly dawned on me. phones come out. You're looking like, at the league table going, oh, yeah, you get like, this many points, right. you get this many points. He's right. So we only need a goal. I mean, how how I managed to do that, I don't know. But So, right, come on, Chelsea. And then the goal. I mean, Hazard, where's he been all year? He's been dreadful. There's a player of the season. And he came on at half-time and he was brilliant. Can we put him in the best eleven? even though that game wasn't <laughs> at the King Power Stadium? Can we make an exception, seeing as he won us the title, kind of? Possibly. But he, he was... Um, he was superb, and what a goal! What a, a brilliant goal! Great finish. And I can only imagine the reaction. I've seen you've seen the clips online of people uh, in pubs uh, all across the Midlands and the world, really, when the goal went in. Um, there, there's the one of uh, on Radio Leicester because they had a link there, and they heard before the TV screen showed the goal, so they were going mad. And um, and we did. We, we it was fantastic. But the best thing for me was the goal goes in right, there's going to be a really nervy 10 minutes. No, Spurs just lost it completely. Yeah, and it was they, a, they it forgot was, about the ball. They were just like, oh, it, yeah. bloke, bloke shin, going to kick it. It was just a mess and it was brilliant to watch because they have, I mean, they're on about Lesser's bottle and all this, and it was all it was all cranked up by the media because it, it creates stories. They've bottled it big time, really. Yeah. As soon as the pressure came on, we mentioned before about the game against West Brom. As soon as West Brom scored, half an hour to go still, crowd goes silent, they've lost it, and the players didn't perform. Granted, you know, if, if you still draw the game, okay, but put a bit of a passion in there, do you know yeah. what I mean? And, throw, and throw something at the league title. The, the crowd all bottled it as well at, uh, at White Hart Lane. So, f- fantastic... Fantastic to see uh, the draw, and, and it meant that the game against Everton could be a, a celebration rather than any nerves. And uh, as soon as the final whistle went, that was it. 
champagne or something with a bit of fizz all round. It was it was brilliant, and uh, and that was it. We had, I had a brilliant time, and everyone out there would have had their own story. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm saying this now. What what I was doing, but everyone will now be thinking back to where they were when Leicester actually clinched it. And we've seen the videos of, obviously, all around Vardy's house. Yeah. Superb. The one of Morgan being dragged along on his back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what What's going on there? It, it, it's, uh, it, it was fantastic. And uh, so, yeah, everyone will remember where they were when Leicester actually won the league. I got to party with Mark Selby. I, wasn't, oh, I forgot about that. That wasn't a bad way to do it, was it? <laughs> a few minutes apart from each other. Yeah, what was it, 10 minutes? Yeah, just over, I think. 10 minutes and it meant that we then could all prepare for Saturday and it made Saturday the day that it was the fact that we'd already done it so there was no pressure it was just party mode and uh, and then since then there's been all sorts of celebrations there's I liked how the city is dressed in blue. I like how they've got banners on um, a lot of the telegraph poles with the players on. Oh, London Road's amazing. Down to, from Victoria Park down to the train station, they've got every Leicester player on a on a lamp post. They've got bunting going all the way across all the, the the length of London Road. It's amazing. I can only imagine what's going to happen a week today as we record this, the sixteenth of May, where they have the actual trophy uh, parade, six o'clock, and it's going to be. The usual routes, so uh, as they did a couple of years ago, but instead of coming back on themselves and and, and going to the town hall square or, or whatever it's um, properly called, they're going to go over to Victoria Park, um, and that I mean, what we're gonna what what the city's going to look like there. First thing, hopefully, it's a nice day. Do you know what I mean? Fingers That's, crossed. Fingers crossed. It's a nice day, and uh, and yeah, everyone's going to get try and get down there. I'm going to get on the train because I think parking is going to be a disaster. You would never be able to drive no, into the city. No, no. Not at all. And I think they're going to close a lot of the roads anyway. So. Yeah, it's what that's going to look like as well. It, it, that could be superb. It was last time. I had a brilliant time there. So we've got all this to look forward to and, and then we can start looking forward to next year and what's going to happen. Hi guys, Steve Taylor from Pago in Spain, 49 years of Fox. On Monday night alongside a Chelsea friend of mine, all those bad memories of Harlow, Blackburn, Swindon, Kermagant's penalty and the crazy 90 seconds at Watford were finally extinguished. When I witnessed the greatest moment in our club's history, the greatest moment in the history of football and possibly the greatest moment in sporting history. Our club, Leicester City, I still cannot take it all in, but at least now I can sleep. Incredible. What an achievement. In the space of 13 minutes, the city of Leicester changed forever. Selby World Champion. Leicester City Premier League Champions. It's just amazing to be here, just with just because they're champions. It's just odd to think it. It's not even sunk in yet. Atmosphere is incredible. Uh, great to see how many people have turned up today. Uh, it still hasn't sunk in yet until we lift the trophy earlier. Hey, later. I've been following them for 60 odd years since I was quite little, <laughs> and I've never seen it like this before. It's absolutely unbelievable. What's the best thing about today? What's the thing that you're looking forward to most? The presentation at the end. <laughs> Going to shed a tear? I expect so. More than likely. <laughs> so
So let's look now then at our best and worst 11 from the King Power Stadium performances this season. It's the final game at the King Power, the Everton game. We've got a couple of slots still to fill, Pete. Obviously, you were there. So have you got anyone for the best, anyone for the worst? I've got one for both. Oh, OK. One is for that, both. Is that because the, they were worthy of best and worst performances or is it solely because we've come to the end of the season and realised that we haven't been heaping enough praise on performers or putting enough in the worst one? I don't know, really. I, th- I think we've been we've done quite well with this because it needs to be something exceptional. Do you know what I mean? Either the player had a, a just terrible game or, or made one or two catastrophic errors which changed the game and led to the, the game going to City or whatever. Um or the player was so good, or was, I think Eden Hazard's in the worst eleven because PFA Player of the Year, and he was dreadful when when uh, Chelsea was there. Um, or they did something ex- extraordinary during the game. They scored a brilliant goal. They were superb. And look at some of the names on the worst eleven and the best eleven. It's names that you you maybe wouldn't have thought of. Uh, but for the Everton game, going into the best eleven, I've got to put Morales in there because he came off the bench. And was brilliant. I mean, all he had to do was run at players. That was his. Just go and run at players, and and you'll be fine. That's the sort of player he is. Scored a, a superb goal and looks really, really dangerous. He's obviously had a few issues there with um, taking the ball off people to take penalties and then missing. And uh, it looked like he can be a bit of a bit of a case, but bit of a character, bit of a, we bit say. Of a character. But uh, for the for the time he was on the pitch, he was superb. So he has to he has to go in because he stood out so far from the other players on the Everton team. And I think he deserves to go in just for that. Um, what about the worst? The worst has to go to Nyasi. Umar, Umar Nyas. Him. Um, How much money? 13.5 million. Crikey. But not just that. He uh, he was rubbish. He was rubbish. Lukaku didn't play well, but um, he was rubbish. He really was. Uh, Gibson could have gone in because basically Gibson came on I mean he's not fully fit surely the guy's carrying a couple of stone too much and uh, he came on gave away the penalty on Schlupp the most blatant penalty of all time and uh, he was borderline in the worst 11 but I'm going to go for Umar what's his name? Umar Nias Umar Nias so Nias takes the worst 11 up to 11 which is quite handy considering we're at the end of the season and it's a worst 11 but the best 11's only got 10 players in at the moment so we've had a little bit of a discussion off air and we've agreed that despite the fact that he's in the worst 11 and despite the fact that the the reason we're putting him in the best 11 is for nothing he did at the King Power Stadium, we just need to make the numbers up. So an honorary member of the best 11, Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard. For that goal. It has to be. So he goes in the best 11 for the goal he scored against Tottenham. That's ultimately led to Leicester winning the league they would have done anyway but uh, so yes Eden Hazard goes in because of that he's also in the worst 11 for his terrible performance at the King Power and then we'll go through the two teams in our end of season review which will take place in the next week or so um, at the end of the obviously at the end of the season when we look back on the season as a whole into certain games and goals and have a bit of a uh, a bit of a party we'll do the uh, the actual lineup and go through each person as well so the best and worst 11 check it out online go on uh, at uh, FFS Pod on Twitter or go to Facebook and then search for the Facebook group uh, for Fox 8 Podcast. So that is the best and worst 11. Um, have you got the new shirt yet? No, I haven't, but I like it. I like it. It's, I, it's I, kind gonna... of a little bit new, but a little bit old. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, no, it's got them sort of faded stripes in that you, that you don't notice at first glance that are quite old school, if you like, and it's got the it's collar, got collar which people have sort of thought about a bit and it's got... I don't think it's had mixed reviews. I think it's had people go, oh, that's a... like 
It's blue and it's got. Is it, <laughs> what, what, what people have uh, done? Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> it's blue and it's got King Power on the front, and everyone's gone. Oh, it's a bit the same. But then when you actually see a, a good quality picture, because it was leaked a week before, and everyone went, "Oh, blue, same sponsor, same everything. It's the same." But when you see the collar, you see the detail, and you see that's kind of got uh, like a panel down the sleeves, hasn't it, of, a, of stripe as well. So I think it's quite nice. I, to be honest, I had exactly the same response. I looked at it and went what's different and then now you look at it again and again and everyone was wearing one on Saturday it, it's a nice kit I like a collar on a kit and I'm gonna, as soon as we finish this I'm going to the KP and seeing if I can get one I'm, I'm I got, think you'll be lucky I know <laughs> I think you'll either have to wear a crop top an extra small or get a tent like an XXXXL there were people buying them in droves there was one lady who said that she was behind another lady who had at least 20 shirts and she was getting them all printed. I want the I want the the, the champions on the on the arm as well. Of course, you got to the gold got to. the gold Premier League logo, which is different for next season as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it changes. So I want that. So yeah, a good shirt. Again, it's just another good thing with the club. You know, they're not going to do anything silly. If you want to have a look at a bad shirt, look at the shirt that Birmingham wore uh, yesterday or the last game of the season, which was yesterday at the time of recording. It's dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Uh, right, we first, wanted. We've got some word on the kit first from a couple of uh, couple of listeners. Which oh right, we'll, which we'll just have a look at on Twitter at FFS Pod. Uh, Oliver Frank says, "Love it, very eighties with those shoulder stripes and texturing." Correct. And Rob Jones, never really been a fan of collars, but I like them. I think that's that's it. Everyone's like, stripes, collars. Oh, oh, it works. I like I like collars. I like the collar on it. There we go. That's that's the message boards on kit. We've got a lot that's more the, to get through the, on the fashion uh, segment of the show. Yeah, we're doing everything. We told you it would be a bumper edition. <laughs> we'll like, we'll get Gok on next. He used to live on Beaumont Lees, didn't he? We won't. Right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, he won't come on. No, but we won't ask him. He might. He, he would come on. Do you reckon? Yeah. Gok, do you want to come round for Fox Ake HQ? We won't invite him, but yeah, of course he would. But oh, I've been dying to get on the show, but no, we're not going to let you. All right, cock. Sorry, sorry. No, no room for fashion. No. Talking football. Right. So, have we had any other uh, notifications on the old Twitter, Arnu? Uh, Twitter, yeah. Uh, somebody whose Twitter name has been changed to Champions. The Twitter handle is at one Guiza, do we reckon? We'll go with that. Guiza says Premier League title, PFA, and FWA Footballers of the Year in the bag as well. All we need is Vardy to get the golden boot. Phenomenal season. Yeah, obviously you kind of ruined that by uh, hitting it into row Z. You fool. Also, I hope the person's all right that that ball hit because it was travelling. It really was. And we've got a couple of reactions to the Spurs-Chelsea game as well. Mark C, all the way in Toronto. Howdy. Good morning. Good night. Howdy. Howdy. That's Texas, not Toronto. Different country. Uh, it says, unbelievable game and result today in so many ways. Tottenham came completely unravelled and gave up another lead while completely embarrassing themselves in the process. Chelsea celebrated Hazard's game-tying goal as if it was the goal that would make them champions. But most importantly, Leicester City's job is done and they are champions. I'm so happy for the team, the fans and the city of Leicester. I wish I was there for the party. Well, you got involved in the podcast anyway, Mark. So that's uh, that's... Some way to going and getting involved. Yes, definitely. Gregory Real has emailed as well. This is an interesting one. I'm an American and started following this team last year. I wanted a Premier League team that was outside the top five and saw Leicester sitting in dead last and figured what the heck and started following them and hope they make it out of relegation. A few weeks later, 
LCFC flipped the switch and escaped, and it was the most fun I'd had following football. Called it football as well, instead of soccer. Good man. Good luck. Uh, little did I know what was in store for this year. I came into this year hoping we'd be in the top half. Every week this club improved and kept winning. It's been a blast and I'm so proud to be a fan of this club. No matter what happens, they'll be my club and this is the most fun I've had watching football. Thank you, Leicester, for an amazing season. Greg in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, USA. Howdy. Does that work? I'm not sure. Greg, do they say howdy in Pennsylvania? Of course they do. Let us know. But great though for Greg because he's probably one of only a handful of people that started following us last season. The the Leicester bandwagon has got so big in the last few months when people have gone, oh, who are this Leicester winning the Premier League? <laughs> where, where was that? That's what they used to call them, Leicester. Right. Fox Sports had to be told to call them Leicester at the start of last season, I think. But well, but it shows how far we've come. But Greg's followed us throughout the journey, but people are just kind of joining it now. The uh, the television viewing figures in, for, in America, the NBC, when they ha- show Leicester games... It, it spikes. It spikes because of the, the story. And I think a lot of people out there will um, have people jumping on the bandwagon, new people who are supporting the club. I've not got a problem. People call them glory hunters, whatever. You know, it's Leicester City. Uh, but I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. People will get slightly annoyed by it. Not a problem. I've not got a problem. If you want to start supporting the club now because they're doing well, absolutely brilliant. One more fan for us to have, isn't it? Exactly, and obviously, if you do, um, if you have written into the podcast or you are listening to this abroad, then make sure you tell everyone about the podcast, and then they can get involved as well. Especially if you're living abroad, because uh, it's hopefully a nice way to stay in contact with the club and a couple of people who go, and that's it. it's all very well watching it on TV. Uh, we met up, uh, well, me and me and my dad, we met up with a, a couple of people who are from a Facebook group, Leicester Undivided, that I'm a member of as well. I like to post things on there, so hello, hello to everyone on that. Um, it's it's just fantastic. I mean, how many times can I say fantastic? Phenomenal, unbelievable. Yeah, there you also stop phrases for you. It it really is. It really is. So keep on sending your thoughts through. We'll uh, try and read out as many as we uh, get through at FFS Pod. For Fox 8 Podcast at gmail.com is a way that you can email and obviously go on Facebook and search for for Fox 8 Podcast. Right, that's it for this bumper episode of For Fuck's Sake. Episode 40, 40 episodes old. Leicester are the champions. Next episode coming up after the parade on Monday the 16th of May. Pete, we're both going to be there. We'd like to see as many people as possible. How can people get in contact? How can people let us know where they are? How can people get their voices heard on For Fuck's Sake after the parade? The best way of doing it would be through Twitter, at Pod. Follow at FFS Pod. We will be on the parade route. We'll be in different, probably, locations. So follow us and let us know where you are. And then if we do meet up, then we can just record, you know, a, a nice little 30-second thing to say uh, what you what you want to say, basically, how how the season has been for you and what's your highlights, etc., etc. So get in contact with the show through Twitter and we will be in different parts of the parade route and then we'll end up in, in Victoria Park. And if you do want to say something, we can just meet up and record it straight to the phone and then broadcast it on the next episode. So if you want to say something, enjoy the parade and then try and find us through Twitter is the best way. We'll be telling you where we are, taking photos, etc. And then you can come and see us and then we can get as many voices instead of ours on the podcast. So enjoy the game against Chelsea. 
John Terry, we forgot to mention John Terry won't be playing because he got sent off in the 95th ha. minute um, in his uh, in his last game for Chelsea. Never mind. So enjoy the game against Chelsea. Enjoy the parade. And we'll be back with episode 41. And it will be an end of season review on the season that Leicester won the Premier League. <laughs>